He is here from the Global Priorities Project, which he leads as part of the Center for Effective Altruism. He has a PhD in mathematics from the University of Oxford. He was a founding member of Giving What We Can, and he is a James Martin Research Fellow at the Future of Humanity Institute. He has written papers in mathematics, economics, philosophy, and his research currently focuses on how we can prioritize between pressing problems under conditions of uncertainty. Owen is here today to talk about what AI means and also what it does not mean for the EA community. Please join me in giving a warm welcome to Owen Cotton Barrett. Hey. The slides. So, some of you may have noticed that a bunch of people in this community seem to think that AI is a big deal. Um, I was going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, I think that there are a few different ideas which feed into this. So, um, feed into that perspective that AI is like we should be paying a lot of attention to. Uh, one is that, from a moral perspective, the biggest impacts of our actions, perhaps even overwhelmingly so, are the effects of our actions today on what happens in the long-term future. Um, then there's three empirical uh, uh, ideas. One is that artificial intelligence might be the most radically transformative technology that is, has ever been developed. Um, then, that actually, artificial intelligence is something that we uh, may be able to influence the development of, and that influencing uh, that, it could be a major lever over the future, and one of the routes by which people's actions if we think that our actions uh, over the long-term future are important, this could be one of the important uh, mechanisms. And then, as well, that artificial intelligence and the type of radically transformative artificial intelligence could plausibly be developed in the next few decades. I don't know what you think of all of these claims. Um, I tend to think that... Uh, they're actually pretty plausible. Um, for the rest of this talk, I'm going to be treating these as assumptions. And I want to explore, if we take these seriously, where does that get us? So if you already uh, roughly agree with these, then you can just have a, like, sit back and see uh, how much you agree with the analysis, and maybe that's relevant for you. If you don't agree with uh, one of these claims, then you can treat this as an exercise in understanding how other bits of the community might think. Maybe some of the ideas will actually be usefully transferable. Either way, if there are some of these that you haven't thought that much about before, I encourage you to go and think about them, uh, like take some time afterwards, because it seems to me at least that these are, each of these ideas is something which uh, potentially has large implications for how we should be engaging in the world in this project of trying to um, uh, help it. And it seems like it's therefore the kind of thing which is worth having an opinion on. Okay, so I'm going to be exploring uh, what this, where this gets us. I think uh, like a cartoon view sometimes pe people sometimes hold is if you believe these, then you think everybody should just quit what they're working on and drop everything and go and work on the problem of AI safety. So... Um, uh, I think this is wrong. Um, uh, I think that there are some things in that vicinity which, uh, uh, like, 
where there's some truth, but there's like it's a much more nuanced picture. I think for most people, it is not correct to just quit what they're doing and go and uh, uh, work on something safety related. But I think it's worth understanding a bit more of in what kind of circumstances it might be, and also what uh, how the different pieces of the puzzle fit together. Okay, I think that thinking about timelines is important for AI. It is very hard to have any con like high level of confidence in when we might get different capabilities. Predicting technology is like basically hard, so it's appropriate to have uncertainty. In fact, here's a graph. Uh, you can't see it very well. There w were lots in the original. Maybe you can see the, the bunch of faint lines showing individual uh, estimates of people working in machine learning research of when they expect um, high-level AI to be developed. And then the, this bold red thing is, a kind of, is the median of those. And that's quite a lot of... If you take uh, almost any individual's view, and certainly this aggregate view, that represents very significant uncertainty over uh, when these things... Uh, when the transformative AI might occur. So, we should be thinking about that. Really, our uncertainty should follow some kind of smooth distribution. For this talk, I'm going to talk about four different scenarios. I think that the advantage of uh, anchoring at like, particular scenarios and treating it as discrete rather than continuous is that it becomes easier to communicate about and it becomes easier to visualize and think, okay, well, what would it actually do uh, if it has this type of length? So the first is kind of imminent, maybe something on the scale between uh, zero and ten years away. In this case, uh, it's more likely that we actually know or, or can make educated guesses already about who the important actors who are, will be around the development of AI are. It's also, there isn't just, if you want to act... So I, I want to explore a little bit about what strategies we might... Uh, pursue based on each of these different timelines. In, if you assume this one, then there's just no time for long processes. Um, uh, if your idea was, well, I'll do a degree in CS, and then I'll go and get a PhD in machine learning, and then I'll get into a research lab, you're too late. Um, and uh, on the other hand, if you are already in a position or um, uh, where you might be able to uh, do something for such scenarios, then it could be worth paying attention to. But for a lot of people, I think even, there's, uh, even if you think there is some small chance of this happening, which in general you want to pay attention to, it may be that there isn't a meaningful way to engage. Next would be maybe between 10 and 25 years out. So... Uh, this is a timescale on which people can naturally build careers. They can go and they can learn things. They can develop networks. They can um, uh, uh, build institutions. They um, uh, can also uh, academic fields. You can get questions and get people motivated and interested in the, the framing of the question that you think is important and have time for a bit of synthesis of the ideas and uh, developing that. So I think that that type of process, and also going and building networks where we persuade other people who um, maybe aren't yet in a direct position of influence but have uh, an ability to 
do this can be a good idea. If we look a bit further, maybe between um, 25 and 50 or 60 years out, that's a time scale at which people who are in the important fields today may be retiring. Paradigms in academic fields might have shifted multiple times. It becomes hard to take a zoomed-in view of what it is that we need. But this means that it's more important to build and try and build things right rather than quickly. We want to build kind of solid foundations for whatever the important fields. When I say the important fields here, I'm thinking significantly about um, technical fields of how do we build uh, systems which do what we actually want them to do. And I'm also thinking about the kind of governance and policy and processes of uh, in our society, who should be developing AI? How should that be structured? Who is going to end up with control over these things which are produced? Um, these are all cartoons. I'm presenting a couple of stylized facts about each kind of uh, timeline scenario. There will be a bit of overlap of these strategies, but um, just to give an idea of how actually it changes. And Okay, so the very distant, um, uh, maybe more than 60 years out, um, anything, uh, maybe it's even hundreds of years. At this level, predictability gets extremely low. Uh, if it takes us this long to develop radically transformative AI, it is quite likely that something else radically transformative will have happened to our society in the meanwhile. It is, doesn't seem so uh, likely that we can just, by making plans of, well, we need to, uh, this is, like, we're less likely to be able to see even what the problems that are going to need to be solved are. And instead, it makes sense to think of a strategy of building broad institutions which are going to equip the people of that time to better deal with the challenges that they're facing then. Um, I think actually it's plausible that the effect of altruism community and the set of ideas around that might be one of those institutions. Um, if we can uh, empower people with uh, tools to work out what is actually correct and the uh, motivation and support to uh, act on that and uh, go as a way of helping the world, then I'd be like, yep, I think we can trust those future people to do that. Um, yeah, it's also that uh, this is very much the timescale at which other very transformative things occurring in our society is more likely to happen. This can happen on the shorter timescales as well. But if you think of this timescale, that puts much more reason to just put resources into making sure that those transitions go well as well. Um, I think that AI could be a big deal, but it's definitely not the only thing that could be a big deal. Okay, so I've just like, talked us through different timelines. Uh, I think that most reasonable people I know put at least some non-trivial uh, probability on things on each of these scenarios. Uh, now this, and I've just outlined how we probably want to do different things for the different scenarios. Given all of this, what should we actually been, be doing? Um, one approach is say, well, let's not take views on the timelines. Let's just do things that we think are kind of generically good for all of the different timelines. 
I think that that's a bad strategy because I think it can, may miss the best opportunities. There may be some things which um, uh, you only notice are good if you're thinking of a, a, a something more concrete rather than just an abstract, oh, there's going to be AI at some point in the future. Um, perhaps uh, for the... Uh, shorter timelines that involves going and talking to people about what uh, if you know people um, who might uh, be in a position to uh, have any effect there um, and working out can I help you with anything um, uh, uh, if that ends up eventuating. Okay, the next kind of uh, obvious thing to consider is, well, let's work out which of these scenarios is the most likely. Um, uh, so I've put little uh, bars here to represent probabilities. You may already notice that there's something suspicious in that I did an arbitrary carving up into four different um, uh, scenarios. I could have carved it differently, then your probabilities would uh, uh, look different. You could take the median or something instead. Um, uh, I did carve it up this way because I think that the strategies look a bit different. Um, but even if you take like the median, I think you're missing something very important, which is that we might have different degrees of leverage over these different scenarios. Um, and uh, that leverage can vary by um, uh, kind of for the whole community between the different scenarios. It can also vary by individuals. So I was saying that for the short timelines, um, probably uh, leverage is much more uh, heterogeneous between different people. Some people might be in a position to have influence. In that case, it might be that they have um, uh, the highest leverage there. By leverage, I mean roughly uh, conditional on that scenario actually pertaining. How much does uh, you putting in a year of work, trying your best, have an effect on the outcome? Something like that. Um, okay, so uh, maybe we should just be going for the highest likelihood multiplied by leverage. This, of course, is like the place where we have the most expected impact. And I think there's something to that. I think that if, you, if everybody properly does that analysis um, uh, for themselves uh, and updates as people go and take more actions in the world, then, uh, in theory, that should get you to the uh, right things. But leverage... The leverage of different opportunities varies both um, as people take more opportunities and also even just for an individual. I've known um, people who think that they've had different opportunities they can take to help short timelines and then a bunch of other opportunities to help with long timelines. Because that's the reason not to do that. Okay, what else? Uh, well, can we think about what portfolio of things uh, we could do? I was really happy about the uh, theme of this event because thinking about... Um, uh, the portfolio and acting under uncertainty is something I've been um, uh, researching for the past uh, two or three years. So on this approach, I think we want to collectively um, uh, discuss the probabilities of these different scenarios, the amount of leverage, the diminishing returns that we have on work aimed at each of these uh, different scenarios. And then uh, also a discussion about what that ideal portfolio should look like. Um, I say collectively because this is all information where um, when we work things out for ourselves, we can help inform others 
uh, about it as well, and we can probably do better in collective epistemology than we can individually. Then we can individually consider, okay, how do I think, in fact, the community is deviating from the ideal portfolio? What can I do to correct that? Also, what is my comparative advantage um, here? Okay, I want to say a couple of words about comparative advantage. So I think you know all the basic idea. Here's the uh, cartoon I, I think of it in terms of. You've got Howie, Hermione, and Ron, um, and they have three tasks to do, and they're going to do one task each. Hermione is best at everything, but you can't just get Hermione to do all the things. You have to allocate them one-to-one. -one. So it's a question of how do you line them, the people up to the things um, uh, so that you have everyone doing something that they're pretty good at, and overall you get all of the important things done. And I think that this is something that we could think of at the level of individuals choosing what am I going to work on? Well, I've got this kind of skill set. It's something that we can choose at the level of groups. Um, uh, maybe uh, what is my like, little local community going to work on? Um, or what is this organization going to do? And how we uh, split up responsibility between different organizations. It's also a concept you can think of applied over time. So this is a little bit different because um, we can no longer... People's actions in the past are fixed, so we can't uh, affect that. But we could think there's things that might want to be done, and we can do some of them. People in the past did some of them. People in the future might do some of them. And there's a coordination question of what do we have a comparative advantage at relative to people in the future. This is why when I was looking at those longer scenarios, the next generation and the distant uh, cases... I, I was often thinking it was better to leave trying to solve the concrete problems to the people in the future and do the things which, um, because they have comparative advantage of that. They're going to be able to see more clearly what is actually to be solved. Meanwhile, we have a comparative advantage at um, building the processes, the communities, the institutions which um, uh, compound over time and where getting in early and uh, starting that is really helpful. So if you're taking something like this portfolio approach, I think that most projects should normally have at least a main scenario in mind. By This forces you to be a little bit more concrete um, and to check that the things you're thinking of doing actually line up well with the things which are needed in some possible world. Um, I also think you want to be a bit careful about checking that you're not doing anything which would be bad for other scenarios. There's always an opportunity cost. If you're uh, doing something where you're thinking, I want to help with this short timeline scenario, then you're not thinking about, you're not doing something else that you could have done to help with the next generation. Um, that's fine. But uh, you could also have things where maybe something, maybe I would think that if AI is imminent, the right thing to do is to run around and say, everybody panic, um, uh, AI is coming in five years, it's definitely coming in five years. If it definitely were coming in five years, maybe that would be the right thing to do. I actually don't think it is. Even if it were, I think that would be a terrible idea, because if you did that, then people, um, if it didn't occur in uh, five years, and um, uh, we were actually in a world where radically transformative AI is coming in 25 years, then... In 15 years, a lot of people are going to go, oh, we've heard that before, and uh, not want to pay attention to it. So this is a reason to have an idea of 
uh, pay some attention to the whole kind of idea of uh, the portfolio uh, that as a community we want to be paying attention to, even if individually you are working... I said most projects should have a main scenario in mind. Maybe as an individual, your whole work has a main scenario in mind. It's still worth having an awareness of where other people are coming from and uh, what they're working on and uh, what we're doing collectively there. Um, I've mostly talked about timelines here. I think that there are some other significant uncertainties about AI. Uh, for instance, how much is it that we should be focusing on uh, trying to reduce the chances of catastrophic accident from powerful AI? Or how much of the risk is coming from uh, people abusing powerful technologies? Um, or how much of... Uh, it, we hypothesized it was going to be a radically transformative technology uh, with influence over the future. How much of that influence actually comes through things which are fairly tightly linked to the AI development process in the part of the world where that happens? Or how much is after uh, it's developed, it then goes out and uh, broadly uh, is open to influence of what people want in the world, in which case a way of affecting the long-term future for the better might be to uh, have an effect on that. In both of these cases, I think we might do something similar to the portfolio thinking. We might say, well, we put some weight on each of these, um, uh, and then we think about our leverage again. And maybe for some of them, actually, as a community, uh, we shouldn't be split, uh, but some of them we might do. We can't do this with all of the uncertainties. There are a lot of uncertainties about AI. Here's a slide from another talk. Um, just lists uh, uh, a lot of questions. A lot of the about how AI might develop. We can't all have nuanced views about each of these questions. That's fine. We need to do like some picking and choosing uh, here. But I do think that we should strive for nuance. I think the reason that there's a lot of uncertainty and like we could potentially have extremely nuanced views about a lot of different things is that the world is complicated and we have moderately limited understanding of it. And one of the things which may make us better equipped for the future is trying to reduce uh, our limits on that understanding. So, what can individuals do? I think consider personal comparative advantage. Um, if you think that uh, uh, you can like, ask yourself, could I seriously be a professional researcher in this? If, um, and uh, check with others as well. If the answer is... Um, Check with others. Well, I think like people vary in their levels of self-confidence, and so I actually think that like uh, others' opinions are often can be more grounding than our uh, own opinion for this. Um, for people, and like most of the, it's it's a pretty specialised skill set I think that is useful for doing kind of technical safety research. Most people in the community are not going to end up with that skill set, and that's fine. And they should not be quitting their jobs and going to try and work on safety research. Um, uh, they could be uh, saying, well, I want to give money to support this. Or they could be aiming at other parts of this portfolio. They could say, well, I want to help develop our uh, institutions to build something where we're going to be better placed to deal with some of the longer um, uh, timeline scenarios. Um, could also diversify uh, around those original assumptions that I 
um, uh, made. I think that each of them is pretty likely to be true. But even given that, I don't think we should assume that these are definitely true. And uh, we could check whether, in fact, there are worlds um, where they're not true that we want to be putting uh, some significant weight onto. I think also just helping promote a good community epistemics is something that we can all play a part in. So by this, I mean pay attention to why we believe things and communicate that to people. It's, um, and sometimes you believe a thing because it's like, well, I read this in a blog post by Carl Schulman, and he's really smart. And that's not like... Uh, it, he might have provided some reasons, and I might be like able to power up the reasons a little bit. But if the reason I really believe it is I read that, it's actually that's useful to communicate to other people, because then they know where the truth is grounded in the statements I'm making, and it may help them to be able to better uh, see things for themselves and work things out. I also think we do want to often pay attention to trying to see things like um, uh, the, the underlying truth for ourselves. Good community epistemics are one of these institutions which I think are helpful for the longer timelines, but I think they're also helpful for our community over um, uh, just much shorter periods. If we want to have a portfolio, uh, we are going to be able to do that if we can actually uh, coordinate and exchange views on what the important truths are. So, what does AI mean for effective altruism? I... My view is that uh, it isn't like this is the one thing that one has to pay attention to, but it is very plausibly a big part of this uncertain world stretching out in front of us. And I think that we collectively should be paying attention to that and working out what we can do, where perhaps we just can't have any difference and ignoring that, but where... Um, we can help to nudge to increase the likelihood of good outcomes for that long-term future.